welcome back to Take One, the podcast that gives you just one marvelous page of Talmud every day. When we read Tractate Psachim, and especially today's page, we come across this majestic, mysterious, completely intriguing idea of the Korban Pesach, of the Paschal Sacrifice. And it's one thing to read about it in the Talmud, and it's another to really imagine what it must have been like, what the actual experience was of participating in that particular ritual. And to do that, we are honored to have with us today Dr. Karen Kirschenbaum, a teacher of Mishnah and Talmud at Midrashot in Jerusalem, live from the holiest city. Dr. Kirschenbaum, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. I want you all to try to imagine huge crowds, much masses of people coming to Jerusalem for Pesach to sacrifice the Paschal Lamb and enjoy the holiday together. I think it was a great feeling of unity, a feeling of solidarity that so many people of Am Yisrael are joining each other to celebrate and commemorate Mitzrayim, the deliverance from Egypt. Now, you should know the preparations for the Olei Vega, the pilgrims, began already in Adar, a month before the holiday, when the roads leading up to Jerusalem were fixed, repaved, the mix was checked, all for the pilgrims. And if you think about it, on Erev Pesach, there was heavy traffic on the way to Jerusalem. If you were still about 15 Roman miles, let's say about a half a day of walking outside of Jerusalem, on the eve of Pesach, on the 14th of Nisan, you had no chance of making it in time for the sacrifice, and you had to come a month later for Pesach Sheni. We hear yearly on the news during the time of the Hajj, the pilgrimage to Mecca, that a large number of people are trampled in Mecca. Do we have to worry about that happening in the temple on Pesach? The Gemara tells us that once an old man was trampled in the temple in the time of Hillel, about 100 years before the destruction of the second temple. This was very unusual, and that year was always referred to as Pesach Me'uchim, the Pesach of crushing. <laughs> now, the Mishnah here in the fifth chapter of Pesachim gives us a vivid look at the reality of the temple on Erev Pesach. One representative from each group, each party of people who signed up ahead of time to bring their sacrifice together, would go up to the temple to slaughter the sacrifice. The mission in the fifth chapter gives a spectacular description of the ceremony. The sacrifice was slaughtered in three ships, representing Kahal Adat Israel, the assembly of the community of Israel. Each shift had a minimum of 30 people bringing their group sacrifices. The first shift, of course, had the most people, and uh, everyone wanted to crowd in on the first shift. The third shift was the smallest. Now, the doors to the Azara opened with the blowing of the trumpets and the chauffeurs. This was the signal for the changing of shifts. The first shift, the people entered from one side of the Azara, and then when finishing, they exited together from the other side, from a side exit, so it's allowed the next shift to enter. Now, you have to imagine the priests are all standing in two long lines, holding silver and gold vessels, speakers, to receive the blood after the Israelites slaughtered the Jews past the lamb. Now, the priest received the blood, he handed it to his friend, the next priest in line, and his friend to his friend, who would receive the full vessel and return the empty vessel for the next sacrifice. Afterwards, the last priest in this long line took a few steps and poured the blood on the altar. Now, these speakers didn't have flat bottoms, but instead were pointed so that you couldn't set them down. 
Because if the priest might set the vessel down, what would happen? The blood would congeal. And then he wouldn't be able to pour or sprinkle the blood on the altar. Now, during the whole ceremony, the Levites were singing the Hallel, the song of praise. If the Levites finished the whole Hallel and the ships hadn't yet finished their work, they just started to sing the Hallel over again. And a third time was needed. Even though the Mishnah tells us that the Kohanim, the priests, were swift, were very speedy and they, with their work, and therefore the Levites never had to finish the Hallel a third time. Now, once they finished sacrificing the sacrifice in the temple, the lamb would be taken back to the rest of the group in Jerusalem to roast it for the Seder. Now, each member of the group received at least a kazayat, a piece of the korban, the sacrifice, the size of an olive. And as the Gemara tells us, the piece one received from Paschal Lamb might have only been the size of an olive. With a loud singing at the family group Seder would raise the roof. Please, God, I pray, upon Pesach arrives this year to celebrate with Yahweh's Ryan's redemption from, together with our family, without COVID, in good health, with a feeling of unity, of solidarity, and Amen to that. Dr. Hirshman, thank you so much for being our guest today. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Music